February 2020. God, there's been nobody like you. I searched all over. I've been a whole lot of places. I met a whole lot of people. I laid in a whole lot of beds, but there's nobody, 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 nobody. There's nobody, nobody. There's nobody, nobody. Hey, there's no one like you. Oh, hey, yeah. Hey, since you saved me, since you raised me, since you filled me, since you kept me, since you kept me, since you kept me, said, oh, Jesus, man, since you raised me, since you raised me, you think about it where you been.
stay with me real quick before we before we dive in listen it's normally about usually this time we're wrapping up with the sermon amen not just getting into it but the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever I'm gonna try to speed this thing along but before we jump in can we take just a couple of seconds just to celebrate and acknowledge Hewlett Choir amen listen they they blessed my doggone soul Blessed my doggone soul. Amen. Can we also celebrate D.C. Collins? Came and blessed us. Listen, and I've got to celebrate really quick. Can we just also celebrate the activists here in Louisville? Brother Jason Garner's in the building. Amen. God bless you. We're so thankful that you are here with us on today. Listen, let's jump right in to it. I won't, I won't be long. I'm going to try to try to get through this thing. But February is a really exciting month, amen? Really, really exciting. There's always a lot going on in, in the month of February. In the month of February, we put a lot of emphasis on love. We put a lot of emphasis on black history. And this month, particularly the month of February, which is Black History Month, is the time that we, we sit time aside to celebrate our race and our blackness. But on today, I want to challenge us just to take it a step further as we, as we broaden this just a little bit, a little bit wider than our race. But can we celebrate the culture? That's the word I've been hearing in the building all day is the culture. Can, can we celebrate the culture? Real quick, when you consider the culture, you, you've got to understand that the culture is bigger than yourself. The, the culture is bigger than just you. We live in a society, Michi, where society has trained us to function in this place of every man for himself. We've, we've lost this sense of community. We've lost this sense of cultural community. In urban America, we, we do this sometimes in the hood, right? If you ever lived in the hood and you don't have the courage to speak up, right? You see some stuff go down in the hood, and uh, what do they tell you in the hood? That if you snitch, that snitches get stitches. We, we no longer live in this sense of a culture, this sense of community, but it's now every man for himself. But can I speak just a few minutes to the people that are willing to shake some stuff up for the culture in 2020? Can, can I speak to the people that are willing to shake some stuff up, not just for the black culture, not just for the American culture, but where are the people in the room that will shake some stuff up for the Jesus culture. That, those are the folk that I want to talk to today. If you, you've been dealing day to day and your only dealings have been how you are impacted, how your life has been impacted, and you've never really been concerned for any other house other than your house, I want to submit
submit to you today that today is a good day to shift that mentality and do something for the culture. Can I, can I put culture on your mind this, this afternoon? I want to use as a subject, I do it for the culture. I do it for the culture. I do it for the culture. See, when, when you do things for the culture, you, you got to get this. When, when you do something for the culture, Bussy, it's, it's a little bit bigger than you. When you're operating for the culture, the assignment is a little bit bigger than just you. When you're, when you're operating in a culture, it, it's meant to bless more people than just you. Isaiah tells us that nothing that Jesus is ever involved in is ever wasted. And so when you are concerned for the culture, you, you do it with love. When you're concerned about the culture, you do it for more likes than you do for more love. When you're more concerned about the culture, you do it for the blessing rather than the bag. When you do it for the culture, it's bigger than people knowing your name. But why are you doing it? You're doing it for the culture. I want to direct your attention to this really familiar parable, this passage of Scripture, which is found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, we're going to start with verse 25. Is that all right? Is that all right? Talk about the culture. This is what the Word of the Lord has for us today. Coming from the Amplified Bible, and a certain lawyer stood up to test him, saying, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he replied that you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. And you'll do this with all of your mind just as you love your neighbor as you loved yourself. Verse 28, but Jesus said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this habitually and you will live. Well, y'all. Y'all say you will live. You, 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 you will live. You, you got to get this. If when we, can we fast forward just a little bit to, to 29? Because I want you to notice what, what Jesus says here next. This brother, after Jesus responds, he says, but wishing to justify and vindicate himself, he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? When you're doing it for the culture, you got to ask yourself, who is my neighbor. You, you got to get this because this Jewish brother who was a lawyer interpreted his neighbor to be the one that was near to him. Oftentimes, we associate the people closest to us as being the people that are our neighbor. But I want us to fast track this thing just a little bit. Can we, can we keep on reading here just a little bit? This, this, this Jewish brother asks who his neighbor is, right? And, and, and the thing is, while he's asking, the Bible says that he used this wishing to justify and vindicate vindicate himself. It's interesting sometimes because when we don't consider someone to be a neighbor, we then feel that we are now relieved of the responsibility to show them love and interaction. He's asking who his neighbor is because, listen, depending on the answer that Jesus gives will determine how I can interact with people that don't look like me. That can determine how I can interact with people that don't believe what I believe. Maybe you're not my neighbor because you don't align with what it is that I align with, but who is my neighbor? So the question is, if you do it for the culture, then the question is, who do you do it for? Can we, can we keep on going? Verse, verse 30, 
Jesus replies to this man after he asks who his neighbor is for all you cultural people. Jesus says that a man was going down to Jerusalem, to Jericho, and he encountered robbers. Listen, this man encountered some muggers, some folk. They robbed him. They stripped him of his clothes and everything that he has. The Bible says that they beat him and they went on their way, leaving him half dead. Verse 31, now by coincidence, who was showed up on the scene? Bible said a, a priest was going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed to the other side. Can we, can we keep on going? Because right after the priest went by, the Bible says, likewise, a Levite then showed up on the scene. So not only did the preacher show up and keep on moving, but then the Holy Ghost sent a worship leader, some, some folk that are so-called Christians, some folk that know the word better than we know the word. But the Bible says, likewise, a Levite also came to the place and saw him and passed on to the other side of the road. Listen, these are the folk that's up in the church, the, the folk that can quote scripture better than you and I. And here it is that the worship leader, the one who prepares the way for the king to come in, the one who preaches the gospel for the king of glory to show up are the same folk that cross over to the other side. What are you doing for, for the culture? If you're doing it for yourself, then you're only doing it for you because only what you do for Christ will last. you you got to get this. The Levite and the preacher were no different from each other. They, they were no different. They showed up on the scene and they see this man that was injured. They see this man that's messed up and they pass this man that's suffering just to go to the other side. I don't know what they were repulsed by, but I'm talking to the folk that understand the culture. For God so loved the world that, that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You, you got to get this. You got to get this. This was the Levite. Can we keep on going? Can we go to verse 33, please? Verse 33. Listen, this, this is where the story gets good. This is where the story takes a little bit of a turn. This is where the story takes a little bit of a shift. Somebody shout shift. You want to shift in February 2020? Listen, this is the way to do it. Verse 33 says, but a Samaritan. I'm so glad that even for the folk that passed me over, Thank God he sent a butt. Even for the folk that kept on walking, for the folk that didn't look back, for the folk that didn't look up, for the folk that didn't stop to pray, for the folk that didn't stop to ask about you, but God, a Samaritan who was traveling came upon him, and when he saw him, he was deeply moved with compassion. He was deeply moved with compassion. You, you got to get this. When you do it for the culture, you, you move with a spirit of compassion. The, the difference here between the priest and the Levite and the Samaritan is that the Samaritan was moved by compassion. When, when you operate for the culture, you, you don't operate based on race. You don't operate based on religion. You don't operate based on social economic status. You, you don't operate based on the labels and the back of your clothes. You don't operate based on the car that you drive. You don't operate based on the money that you make. But listen, when you move how you're supposed to move and you move for the culture, it's compassion when you move for the culture. So we got these three men who possess these different attitudes. They 
I, I, I'm trying to figure out what this priest might have thought. I, I've even been trying to make excuses for the priest and the Levite. I, I even tried to find ways of wiggling them out of this because at the end of the day, they are religious leaders. And the religious leaders, they had a very special command, according to Leviticus, not to associate with things that were unclean. So maybe that was what stopped them from stopping to see about this brother. Maybe that was what kept them from stopping to just to say just a little prayer, just a little bit. Listen, the Levite didn't even say, we'll send help. But the Bible says that they crossed to the other street. How, how disgusting. How, how hypocritical. What a mark on the kingdom. I, I got to thinking about this. And I saw a hit and run a few weeks ago. Anybody ever witness a car accident? Let me maybe be a little bit more specific. You, you ever witness a hit and run when two cars have collided and you see the bumper has come off of this one vehicle and, and instead of the vehicle stopping to check up on the driver, the driver decided to do a hit and run. Listen, I'm not going to stop and see about you, much less see what you need, but I'm going to keep on going. Listen, this is where the story takes a little bit of a turn because the Samaritan was a culture, was a group of people that were hated by the Jews. These were the Samaritan people. These weren't people that were respected by the Jewish community culture. These were people, though, that were seen as set aside, seen as half-breeds. These, these were the Samaritan people. But isn't it interesting that the very folk that they've counted out, the very type of people that they've discounted was the very person that showed up to see about somebody else. The Samaritan traveler was the least holy of them all, but was the only one that stopped to look back and didn't make a move to the other side. But the Bible says that he sees this wounded man and he takes pity on him. Listen, uh, the Samaritan disrupts the state of society. That's what the Samaritan does here. The Samaritan disrupts the state of the current culture. He, he went to him, and, 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 and I want to bring this on home because the Bible lifted up three things. Talk about culture. The Bible mentioned the priest who was a Jew. The Bible mentioned the Levite who was a Jew. The Bible mentioned the Samaritan. But do you notice that we don't get very many details about the person that was wounded? Listen, we're looking for reasons to help people. We need to know a name. We need to know what they need. I'm talking to the folk that's more concerned with the culture. It doesn't matter where you've been. I don't need to know your name. I don't need to know where you've been. But what I do, I do it for the culture. I'm, I'm not doing it to get a bag. I'm not doing it for likes. I'm doing it to change a culture. The Bible says, verse 34, can, can we move on? Verse 34, that he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil on them. Listen, this was so good, Bussy, to me. The Samaritan didn't realize what he was going to encounter on his way from Jericho to Jerusalem. 
He was on the road, but listen, he used what he had. I, I don't know what he had on his back, but I doubt it was a first aid kit. The Bible says that he took a little bit of oil and he took a little bit of wine and began to help this man with all of his wounds and bandaged him back up. Then he put him on his own animal, listen, and brought him to a hotel and took care of him. Verse 34. Verse 34. Brought him to an inn. And he took care of him. This is what verse, 30, verse 35 says this. On the next day, he took two denarii and gave them to the hotel keeper and said, take care of him. And whatever you spend, I will repay you and return. Verse 36. Which of these three do you think proved himself as a neighbor to the man that encountered the robbers? The lawyer begin asking Jesus the definition of who is my neighbor. And here it is so clear that your neighbor is whoever has a need. Your neighbor is whoever has a need that you're able to supply. Jesus answered and said this, verse 37, the one who shows compassion and mercy to him. Then Jesus said, go and do the same. We, we've got an obligation as Christians of the Christian culture to go and do the same exact thing. When you see a brother in need is a brother in need. Amen? When we have an opportunity to help someone else, we have an opportunity to extend our hand to help somebody else. And you, you got to get this because the people rejected this culture. Listen, the lawyer was looking for a way out of this new way of thinking, this, this Jesus culture. But Jesus died for the culture. We, we've got to do something for the culture. Why? Because the culture depends on it. And in case you're wondering what you must do, you, you've got to sell out to the culture in February 2020 and not just any culture but I'm talking about the Jesus culture the one that says for God I live and for God I die I'm talking about the CBD culture the culture where you know it can be done if Jesus is in it, then you just need a little bit of CBD oil. God, that you show up with your oil on the scene and you, you work some stuff out on my behalf. You, you've got to sell out to this culture. You, you've got to do it for the culture, not, not for your own household anymore, not for your own bloodline anymore. But there's a culture that depends on it. There's a people that are waiting for you. There's a, a community that's waiting to hear from you. Jesus Jesus died for the culture. Jesus died for the culture so we could continue this work for the culture. You, you got to get this because this cultural work, I'm, I'm done, but it's, it's bigger than you. The cultural work is bigger than you. This Jesus culture is bigger than your own security. It's bigger than even your own resources. But, but you can't do it if you aren't doing it for the culture. If you can't, it can't last if you aren't doing it with the culture in mind. Martin Luther King died for the culture. He did it for the culture. Mary McLeod Bethune, she did it for the culture. Shirley Chisholm, she did for the culture. Sojourner Truth did it for the culture. Barack Hussein Obama did it for the culture. Yolanda Denise Floyd did it for the culture. If you don't do it for the culture, who will? 
If you don't go, who will? If you don't speak up, who will? If you don't use your voice, who will? If you don't fight back, who will? If you don't talk about it, who will? If you don't labor for it, who will? Do it for, for the culture, for the culture, for the culture. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Whatever it is that God's put in your heart to do, do it. But do it with the culture in mind. This thing is not just about me. But God, how can I change my corner of the universe? How can I speak life to my section of the world? How can I impact the people in my corner? We've gotten this whole Christianity thing confused. I put a cross on and that sanctifies me. I can quote a couple Bible verses and that makes me holy. But this new commandment, Jesus said, I'm not concerned with you knowing the law. But do you know love? Will you love your neighbor the same way you love yourself? It's bigger than the West End. It's bigger than the East End. It's bigger than urban America. It's bigger than your blackness. It's bigger than the Black Lives Movement. But it's a culture, a Jesus culture that I love the world, period. Hear the people in the room as you rest on your feet today. Maybe today, a good day where you say I've done a lot of things I've accomplished a lot but how much of that place we go is an opportunity for us to impact the culture. Even at our secular jobs. We don't go to work to, we don't go to, work to preach Jesus. But they still ought to see Jesus. This thing is so much bigger than just my own walk. We're literally the hands, the feet, and the mouth of Jesus. This culture that he died for. So that we could be adopted into the culture. And the Bible says greater things than this shall, shall you accomplish.
And so my question for you today is what are you doing for the culture? Let's not make his dying in vain. We can just change our little piece of the world. So we open up the doors of the church now. We open up the altar now. We invite you to come. We want to pray with you. We'll pray with you. 